Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. I love the famous quote by Tennyson in his work, Ulysses, to seek, to find, and not to yield. I love that quote because it talks about perseverance and never giving up. And I think with that mindset, we're able to take on challenges and overcome those challenges, even in our artistic works, not just painting by painting, but in our body of work as an artist. Everything that we create has some kind of thread that ties the works together. Sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's very faint. It's something that maybe only the artist sees the connection, but there's a connection because if our work is tied to who we are, there is a connection to what we produce creatively. And as you begin to think about your projects moving forward, new painting ideas, new pieces of art that you want to put out into the culture. Think about what you're seeking and what you want to find in doing that work. Because our work, I believe, has a message and it has a purpose. And there is something we are trying to learn for ourselves, something we're trying to teach others. But there is a purpose and there is a message and we must not yield. So I think it's important every year that you sit down and start to explore the things in your work that are wanting you to push things to a further level, to uncover concepts or discuss topics or even just to try certain things. What is it about the work? Is it become such uh, a repetitive process where you're kind of doing the rinse and repeat where, well, people like this, so I'll just kind of do more of this and it has become a little less mindful. And sometimes that can be creatively blocking. Or is the work something that you want to say, I want to push it to the next level? You know, how do I get there? I want to go on a ride. I want to be blown away by some of the things that I've done moving forward or I will do moving forward. You know, we don't want to look back at our work and say it's just a practice of technique or a practice of you know, quantity over quality over, and I don't mean that the work is less quality if it's repetitive, but it's different in our minds as artists. When we look at something, even if it's in another person's work and we go, wow, you know, that, that, oh my gosh, you know, like the, the 
this sword has been stabbed in my heart, you know, one of those kinds of feelings when you're just in awe looking at a piece of art. Don't you want to get there yourself, you know? And I think the only way to get there yourself where you go, wow, okay, I'm really happy with this one. I'm happy with this series. I'm really happy with where this body of work is going. I don't know exactly the outcome, but that's okay. Because I'm living in the magic of the creative process. That's what's important. And I think when we live in the magic of the creative process, it becomes exciting when we get up in the morning and we want to do things and we want to explore things and we have a feel that we have a purpose. I find uh, teaching in several MFA programs, a lot of students and they're, um, you know, ages 30 and up, you know, into the 60s and even higher. And one of the things that I find all the time is this sort of creative burnout, lack of purpose, or a need, a serious need of reconnection with the work. And I think when there is that feeling, that inner feeling that I want to have a higher purpose for what it is I am doing, the only person that can allow you to do that is yourself. Validation from others um, or outside sources is not um, what's going to push you forward. You have to do it yourself because you're the only one that's going to do the work. Okay. You're the only one that's going to take on the challenge. Um, when we venture out from our comfort zones, when we sail to these new ports over the horizon, we are filled with possibilities. We're filled with wonder. So I say, be brave, open that new door, be fearless and surrender to change and have the inner courage to be ruthless in our attempts. Because when we are, we override, we bully that inner, inner critic that's inside saying, well, you know, you're not, I don't know if you can do this. You know, that, that little voice that sometimes interrupts this grander purpose for ourselves that only us as artists can create, you know, with our works, because it doesn't take anything else. You know, it's not like, oh, I have this grand purpose. I want to open up this multi-billion dollar corporation and you need, you know, venture capital and you need all investors and you need all these things. You don't need that. And you're an artist, you just need to create, you need to do the work. You need to show up and you do the work. You know, so sometimes when people say, oh, I'm having this creative block, I want you to rethink about what that means, because I know what it means. I know how you feel when you say that. I know exactly how you feel when you say that. But I'm going to change the language, because when you change the language, you change the mindset. OK, so instead of saying I have a creative block, you want to say I've just formed a habit of not creatively exercising my skills. So we understand when you uh, become complacent and we forget to, we stop exercising and then, you know, a month goes by or a couple of weeks go by and then, oh, who wants to go exercise? You know, who wants to go to the gym? Oh, I got to get up. I got to, you know, it, it's one of those, right? Same thing happens artistically. It's just a different kind of 
thing. It's it's not as physical, it's more mental. But it is similar in the sense of if you've gotten out of the habit of doing your creative practice, it becomes hard to get back in. So what do you do? You just get up and you do your practice, okay? Whether it's just throwing paint down in a sketchbook, making something just completely abstract, fooling around with some new tools, not creating a finished work of art, but just being in the process. It is an exercise of being able to have the muscle memory of putting down strokes and responding and mixing colors and paint and all of those things come back. So you just get back into the creative process by doing, by showing up. Make sure you do your transition that we talked about in another um, audio program. Get yourself in the studio and just make something. Sculpt something. Write something. Do something that's creative so you exercise that part of your individual, that voice inside of you. And then when you get back into the rhythm, okay, the rhythm, just like brushing your teeth, you do it every day. You know, you get in the rhythm of just sketching. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Just respond. It's not about the sketch. Like even when you're sketching, like something from life that you might be seeing on the train or wherever it is that you're sketching, maybe out in life or, you know, in the studio or in your home. It's about connecting with something else and with a drawing or a painting instrument. It's about the connection, not about the line work. When you're exercising, it's about connecting. I had this really, really wonderful um, teacher when I was studying in my MFA uh, master's program uh, Dave Pasolacqua, he's no longer with us, but he's a very, very famous illustrator and drawing instructor. And he used to give us this long stick and we used to have like graphite or charcoal at the end of the stick. I mean, it was really long, okay? L way longer than my arm, probably twice the length maybe. Um, so you could stand, okay? And we'd have uh, paper down on the floor and we'd have a model and he'd say, change, change, change. And we'd have to change hands, so we would be drawing with our stick to the model that's moving, okay? And we would switch from our right hand, I'm right-handed, to our left hand. And he'd go back and forth, change, change. And it got to the point where my brain got so connected. Of course, we had to spend more of our time looking at the model. My brain got so connected with the model and my movement that I felt for a certain couple minutes and seconds within my drawing um, time that we were doing it, I felt like I was drawing on the model. I felt like my stick was on her body because your brain with those quick changes, it was about connecting with the gesture, connecting with the model, connecting with the movement like dance, right? We connect when we dance, we move to the music. All of a sudden we are kind of like, you know, we begin and we're not so great. And then all of a sudden we really get into the music and we're fantastic. And that's the same thing. And I take that with my painting too. When I'm painting something, I can, I'm trying to connect. I'm not telling my brain paint an eye or, you know, paint a dress, connect, connect. What does it feel like? That's that's the language that I'm working in. And that's the language of the right side of the brain. The left brain is paint an eye, okay? Where the left brain is always trying to make 
uh, a word, you know, out of something. And the right brain is talking about feelings. And it's about movement. And it's about connection. So getting back to, you know, what we were talking about in terms of creative block, not about the painting in the end. If you need to get back into it, it's about connecting with the materials, connecting with different subject matter uh, in that way. So it's like practice, like warming up for a lot before you do a long figure study, you warm up with gesture. Need to warm up. So if you're in a creative block, warm up. But one of the other things I think, like I said, is important is to think about what your work is as a whole, you know, so that you can start to think about, well, I can do all, I can paint anything. I can paint all these different subject matters. I can paint all kinds of concepts. And I think when you start to focus, because I believe the brain, it's actually scientifically fact, that the brain loves to focus in on something. It's not really a multitasker, although many of us would like to think it is, but it really likes to focus. So the more that you focus your work onto something, the more you learn about that something. And I don't want to just say topic because focus isn't always subject matter. But the more you learn about that, whether it's color, it could be, you know, mark making or, you know, something more abstract. But the more you learn about that, the more the expert you become in that. The more you are able to find new ground in that, the more you're able to explore over and above the utilitarian aspects of that, okay, which makes you a unique artist within that, okay? And so if you haven't had the chance to think about your work in that way, go ahead and do so. But if you've been thinking about your work in that way for a while, I want you to think about how you can push it to the new level. You know, what new things can you bring into the mix? What new skills, what new knowledge, okay, that you can bring into that work? Because we're always trying to seek to find and not to yield. Have a great week. And as always, create from the heart. This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.